With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hello and welcome inside. Final hour of The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today. Rob Parker's big beef this Friday. You bought a pair of white jeans on clearance at TJ Maxx and things didn't go well for you. No, they went well. They went great. I, hey, you can check out my social media at Rob Parker FS1. And every Friday, Jason, I drop a video called What's My Beef, where I have a beef with people uh, on different things that they do. And one of my big beefs is that people go to big department stores and pay ridiculous prices for stuff that you could go. And I mean basic stuff. I mean, I get you want to splurge every so often and buy something that's unique or the latest and hottest fashion, but I was able to go and buy a pair of white Levi's jeans, which sell uh, normally for $69.50. They were on sale at Macy's for $59.99. But, Jason, I got them at Ross for $6.99. Are you out of your mind? Well, here's why I say it didn't go well, because you bought white jeans. What's that's wrong why with white I, jeans that's why, for the that's summer? Why, oh, my God. Nobody wears white jeans. Right? Are you serious? What are you no, talking no, about? In the summer, no, white jeans? Nobody wears white. Dude, you, you'd have better luck wearing uh, the Jim Harbaugh khakis and people saying, hey, you're okay. Dude, nobody wears white jeans anymore. They're stylish. Are you kidding? White jeans are out? Are you, is that what you're trying to tell me, Jason? When was the last time you wore a pair of white jeans when you were seven? I don't think I wore white. Now, look, I did have the white parachute pants like the Miami oh, yeah. Vice pants oh, you in, in the late have 80s. That. Yeah, you like the hammer. You were MC Hammer, yeah. right? Yeah, the hammer pay. Oh, I could do the hammer dance pretty nice. I, I, could, I, 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 could, I could balance back I can't back believe and people forth. bought that. <laughs> See, well, at least those pants, they're like white painter pants. You know, like those pants are like, okay, Rob, nobody. You know, you, wearing white jeans is like, I'm going to go to. Who wears white jeans? Well, well, okay, Rob Parker wears white jeans. Uh, people just don't wear white jeans. Really? They just, they Am I the don't. only one? Are you I, like I'm going to Atlanta this weekend on my way to Denver, and I'm wearing white jeans. I'm, it's the summer. You can as long as you don't wear white after Labor Day, you're good to go. You yeah, but it's always a, it's always after Labor Day, isn't it? I mean, look if if you if you do if you do uh, what you know if you do on Google search white jeans for men. The first thing that comes up is are white jeans. Okay. For guys to wear. Really? <laughs> and then the next one is, can I pull off white jeans? <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I think I look good in white jeans. You got, I got a nice uh, beige and white top to go with it. I'm wearing my Jordan Travis Scott's, which are brown, black, and white. I think it's going to be a good look. I'm were those on to clearance, too? How much, no, how those, much did you pay for those? I, I, I wish those were on clearance. <laughs> well, you see, I got to save money on some stuff so that I can buy the other stuff. You got yeah. it? 
Uh, that, that's the conversation starter. What do you think is the most expensive thing I'm wearing? Here's a hint. It's not my <laughs> pants. That's right. I got these pants for $7. And then the, and then the woman looks at you and goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to go over here. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later on. Well, but you, you know what? Clothes are disposable now, Jason. Am I wrong? I mean, you can buy. It's unbelievable how cheap you can buy. I mean, basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Golf shirts. If you go and, and, and look it through the racks. I find nice golf shirts, you know, with brand name Nike and all that, mm-hmm. $10, $12. Seriously, oh, that, if you were yeah. to go in, you could go pay $40 at a Macy's or a big department store. Yeah, no, no, that's my dad does all the time. He has a collection of polos that is extremely impressive. I go, Dad, you have over 75 polos. When are you going to wear them all? He goes, well, I wear one a day, and then uh, I get back to the beginning. I mean, really, that's what he does. He likes to do the same thing. He likes to go to Ross and TJ Maxx and everything else, and he'll come back, and I'll go, Dad, you have a closet that is just for your polo shirts. He goes, eh, yeah. He's got golf shirts, and the worst thing is is that, you know, he's like he's like skinny as hell. None right. of his stuff is going to fit me, so I can't, like, go to a house and go, it's hey, not like a you golf can grab shirt. some, I'll right? grab this. Like, no, nothing. Nothing fits me. It's like, that. Ah, it's awful. That's crazy. But no, but he, do, he does that with, a, with golf shirts. He does he, all the time. He does that, but no, I, I don't think my dad has white jeans. Okay, don't think he has no them. white jeans. I've been white jeans shamed today on I, the I, Dan I, Patrick show. I will say this: white jeans. It will make you look like you're on vacation. You might feel like you're on vacation. Like those that's are what the, I feel the, those like. Those are like your fun jeans. You know the white jeans. Right. You don't wear those every day, but you know <laughs> when you're trying to chill out and be hip. You know, I'm a young, hip guy. You know, I'm hanging out in Atlanta this weekend. It'll be fun. Paying some college tuition when I'm down there. Getting me some uh, Lou Williams uh, loop uh, lemon pepper wings. You know, I'm going to have a good time. You're going to spend more on the wings than you spend on your pants. <laughs> You're going to tell the guy, hey, how much for the wings? Uh, $12.99. What do you think costs more, your wings or these pants? What do you exactly. think of these pants? And the best part about it is after I wear them a little while, I just leave them in the hotel. I don't even have to bring them back. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave them for, hey, instead of a tip, I'm going to leave these pair of pants and you can maybe take this and they fit you. <laughs> <laughs> I do leave clothes behind in hotels. I, I do have a habit, so. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> those white jeans, are, they're not going to miss them. Whoa, someone left a pair of white jeans here. And you know what they'll them. do? They'll wind up leaving them, too. They won't even take them. Cause they'll say, <laughs> nope. Even like, you know, I couldn't give them away on the street. That's like. I could just see somebody's out there homeless or whatever, and I'm trying to pass off the white jeans, and they look at me and go, white jeans? Nobody wears white jeans anymore. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Rob Barker, Jason Smith in for Dan and the Dan. That's today. Hey, we got Rick Buecher coming up in a few minutes, going to break down all the latest news coming off of Game 2 of the NBA Finals. But this video has just come in, and, Rob, it is insane what happened at the Scottish Open involving Rory McIlroy a couple of hours ago. Now, obviously, this is new. It's in because with the time change, this is something that that people are just starting to to see a bit. Um, McIlroy, during the Scottish Open, he's on the 10th hole, and he's talking with his caddy and, and somebody else, and he's standing in front of his golf bag. I mean, the, the like they're, they're, everybody is is like no more than six inches from the golf bag as they're having a conversation. And you're probably going to tee off at some point, and they're having a conversation. And a spectator just walks by, grabs his uh, driver, and you know, kind of misses grabbing the driver, like pulls the head cover off the driver, and then drops it, and then takes the driver out of his club, and he walks over to the tee box, and he starts swinging the club. And McElroy is caddy, and, and, and the other person there are just standing going, what is this guy doing? Like McElroy's hands are in his, his pockets the entire time going, what, what's going on here? The guy just walks up, takes the club out of Rory McElroy's bag, goes on the tee box and starts swinging it like he's getting ready to tee off. I have never seen anything like this. How brazen. This guy just walks on, takes up the, you know, takes the, the, the club out of the, golf car, out, of, out of the golf bag, and they're all just so stunned. They're standing there going, what is, what is happening here? And he walks over. He's got, the guy's got his hand in his pocket. He's got a vest on. He's not wearing white pants. But, uh, but he just walks over. Yeah, I'm just going to swing the club here. Where's security? I'm watching the video. Where's security? And why do they think they don't recognize this guy? Why in the world would they just stand there? I mean, and why would I, I – why would Rory allow him to take 
the the uh, club out of his bag. I mean, they know that's strange. I don't I don't understand why the caddy, right? Are you supposed to protect the clubs? I would go right over and grab it back from him and say, "Dude, what are you doing?" Like 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 he just grabbed the thing and they're looking at him like it's okay. Yeah, it's like it's out of a movie. It's like what's just happening? But I you know, I kind of get, look, this is an unknown Right. And he's you don't trying know to keep this... the, uh, the, the, the club cover. He was trying yeah. to keep the, the club cover. Yeah, I mean, and, it... and they take the guy off. They're being real nice. They should have pounced on that guy. If that was me, I would have been in handcuffs. Are you kidding? <laughs> Come I, on, I, man. I get them not doing anything because here comes a guy. You have no idea who he is. I'm talking and, about the caddy. I agree the that maybe McElroy can't get involved. You don't want to get hurt. Imagine if you wrestle with the guy and he hurts you somehow. But where's the caddy just, just to allow somebody to walk over and take your club out? You oh, know I, that that's not right. Yeah, but I don't know that that's the caddy's job. to. Protect, I don't think the caddy's job to protect the clubs from, from crazy people that want to walk on and take it out of there. I mean, it, 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 it's a golf club after all. You know, I mean, I, I, I just I, I get their lack of, hey, what are we doing here? Because it's just stunning. Um, but what's more, what, what's more is that you look at this situation now and go, okay, here's a guy that just walked on the course and took the club out of Rory McIlroy's bag. And, and there's only basically a rope that separates spectators from, uh, from, from the playing field here, here, you know, fr- from, from players on the course. And now suddenly how much is that going to be examined and looked at going, okay, th- we got lucky that this is how this turned out. I mean, we got lucky that the guy didn't run up and just try to tackle Rory McIlroy for whatever reason. Because th- this is a brazen thing to just go, hey, I'm here taking this club. But at the same point, you go, it's only a rope. It's only a rope, and a guy can, can, can walk in and do this. It's almost like you could say, I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner you know, with, with everybody. I mean, it, it's great to see that, hey, in the history of golf, we've seen such great decorum from people, and they're able to, you know, re- respect the, the laws and, and everybody's personal space. But you see something like this, and you go, man, I, w- what's going what's gonna to be the ramifications of this thing happening? Yeah, I mean, whoever's in charge of security, that company should be fired. you got to have security. Come on, man. In this day and age, there's got to be somebody there. There's nobody. I mean, what, Jason, really? You got a big-time golfer there. You're not protecting him. Anybody can just walk up. What if the guy had other intentions, a bodily harm or whatever, and could just walk up, and there's no ropes to keep him from, from, from walking up like that and being that brazen and that bold? I mean, it took a while before somebody showed up, and you couldn't even tell that they were really security. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes... You gotta wear stuff that says security, and you gotta be, you know, be shown uh, as as a force that you just can't do what you want. And we are watching. I think they failed there. You know, my dad. I mentioned my dad a few minutes ago. His his big thing is he works uh, out here at Riviera, and he volunteers at all the big PGA events when they have him out here. And and he's the marshal on the 16th hole for every event. Like he's gotten some TV time in the last few years. Uh, if a guy will hole in on 16, you know, and he's there. And I say to him, "Are you ever worried about something happening and getting on there?" He goes, "Yeah, all the time." I said, "Okay, so so what is?" He goes, "But you know, there's there's people here." And I said, oh, okay. He goes, now, luckily, we've never had to worry about it. But, yeah, I think about it all the time. I look at people and make sure that they're going to be all right and they're not going to run on the green or do something or, you know, they, they back up. But he says he thinks, about, he thinks about it all the time. But he's always defaulting to, hey, there's people here. There's people here that are going to take care of this. And, you know, you're right because you see this video and the big video that's making the rounds is about 35 seconds long. And it's 35 seconds from the guy when the guy walks on and he, and he takes the club out of Rory McIlroy's bag. He stands next to him for a second because he tries to grab the driver and he grabs the club head off. And so are you going to go club back cup. a second yeah. time to get the to actually get the club? Right. Yeah. He tries to grab the driver and he winds up getting just the, the, the cover of it. And then he grabs a, one of his irons and he's standing there and he's just swinging it. And McElroy and they're all looking around going, 
hey, we we gonna we gonna take care of this guy here? And it is a long time to get there to make sure that hey, let, let's take care of this situation. I mean, this is an this is an unknown thing. I think they're lucky that all this guy wanted to do was was take the the, the golf club and, and go and swing it, pretend he was a you know, and, and, and pretend he's a golfer. Now he's obviously going to be punished. It's in the hands of the Scottish police at this point. But I mean, this this is you you watch this and it's just it's amazing. It's hypnotic to watch and go. Uh, after this actually this- happened. After this, I guarantee you, if I'm other golfers, I'm calling to complain. Where's the security? Like, like you guys leaving us out there vulnerable. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a loophole in the system there. And for other people who might want to do something crazy, now they look and go, oh, you could just walk up. Nobody, nobody's there to stop you. Am I right? I mean, that, that, that's what I see. It is, yeah, it is really weird because then you watch him, he kind of puts the, the club head down like he's going to hit it, and he, and he stands on the tee box. But you there's know, no ball there, right? No, no, no. He's, he's, got the, he's, he's just got the, uh, uh, the, the club head there, and he lines up, and he doesn't even have like a stance or anything. He's like checking it out, and he's just, just and finally a guy walks over in a suit and says, hey, you know, you need to come over this way, and, and it's, it, it's just, it's so bizarre. I mean, really, it's I, I've ne- I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, and um, and then he had the audacity after you know them taking the club from him, trying to hold on to the to club cover, like the, like like he was trying to walk off with that, and eventually they snatched that from him. Just a just a bizarre scene, um, but uh, you know, a scary scene, I think too. Because I, I I just forgot her name. Who was the tennis player who got stabbed? Oh, Monica Sellis. Monica yeah. Sellis, right? Where, where somebody ran out onto the court and stabbed her. I mean, this this was this guy could have been rather than a prankster, could have been you know a mean spirited bad guy looking to do something else. And thank God it wasn't that. I don't want to overdo it, but that's how close and how easy it was for him to just walk up. And and reach for a club. What if he started swinging the club? I, 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 they, they're going to have to review their security procedures. You know, and, and the thing is this. It's, it's a bigger conversation than just here's a guy who walked on the course and did this, right? We've seen in the NBA now over the course of the past couple of months how many instances where – Fans have gotten out of control, throwing popcorn at Russell Westbrook, you know, uh, uh, throwing other things, spitting at Trey Young. The, the line has been blurred with what uh, acceptable fan decorum behavior is. And, you know, uh, you know, part of it you could say, well, people are just coming back from the pandemic. They're excited. No, it, people don't come back excited from the pandemic. I want to throw stuff at people. And it, it, you know, the world is changing. And, you know, you can, you know, I'm not saying social media is to blame for this, but when you see things that happen on Twitter, you know, some people think Twitter is real life, where a guy can say something on Twitter, a star, and because I can respond to them, we have that kind of relationship. We're kind of on the same level. So when, when you see that, line getting blurred between fan and athlete and and then you see it playing out in in arenas where like I just said all those things that happened to the players over the last couple of months and now here's a guy walking on the course eventually they're going to have to be okay I I understand that you know these seats are are really premium and people pay a lot of money to come into a golf tournament but you know what we have to make sure everybody is seated a little bit further back you know whether or you know we're putting more security on there but clearly how much security can, can you hire a thousand people to, to watch an NBA game can you hire a thousand people on a golf course eventually you you're going to have to make that it many, difficult but you need but you need somebody Jason I mean there's nobody right is it, is it bad to have one guy or two guys at every hole? I'm, they're only making gazillion dollars on these things, and they're going to uh, uh, pinch pennies when it comes to security? Can't happen. I, I guarantee you golfers go, go crazy over this and say, man, you got to do something. There's no way you can leave us out there naked and without protection. And, and look, you're going to have to make it harder for people to get to the course. Like sometimes distance is the biggest thing, right? Like this is why I talk about, you know, the court side seats in the NBA. Um, how much longer are we really going to have that? You know, because a guy can step right off the court side seat and walk right onto the court. Right, we've seen that actually a couple of times. Like Calvin Klein did it. Remember a few years ago, Madison Square Garden, he walked and he up to talk to. He was wearing white the, jeans. I remember he, that. <laughs> 
He walked up to talk to Latrell Sprewell when he was inbounding right. the basketball at a game. Uh, eventually, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be, well, you got to at least have some kind of distance and make it harder for people to get there because all the security in the world isn't going to stop somebody who wants to get on the field of play and do something. But h- how difficult can you make it? And if you make it just much more real estate, hey, you got to get through this 15 feet to get there. Maybe that's something that stops it before it actually happens. But that's kind of where we're going because, you know, the, these things continue to happen. People think I, I can walk on the court. I can do that. I can throw popcorn at this guy. I can spit on him. I can walk and take Rory McIlroy's club. I mean, this is a bigger conversation than just the, oh, the wow factor of here's a guy that walked on the course with Rory McIlroy. And the bad part about the popcorn incident was it just wasn't enough butter that made it an even <laughs> more heinous act. You are, you know, you are really focusing on movie popcorn and movie butter today. I mean, you're well, that's really you're focused going. on that. You're right. going to pay for a fifteen dollar tub of popcorn to take your daughter. Right? Oh, to go Black Widow. We can't wait, man. I'm go. I'm going in like an hour and a half. We're going to like ten o'clock to the movie. It, it's great though. Uh, you know that kids still get excited about stuff like you were saying earlier, like it's Christmas Eve or whatever. You know, like. That's the way it's supposed to be when you're a kid. Like, you're looking forward to certain things. You can't wait to see them. I think that that's awesome. I, I love to hear that. Yeah, and Marvel, Marvel is Star Wars for this generation. Like, you and I, Star Wars has been it, and it's been the big movie event of our lives, and we're still talking about it. It's still relevant, but Marvel is my daughter's star. Much as she likes Star Wars, I mean, it's all Marvel. I mean, right. she's going to grow up going. I mean, that's what this is. Marvel is the Star Wars of 2020, and that's how it goes. Uh, one bit of advice I do have for you, Rob, before we get into the NBA coming in a couple minutes. If you go to the movies and you get popcorn and you get butter, don't wipe your hands on the white jeans. Oh, okay. okay. Can't, can't do that. that. All right? Just know that, right? Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. By searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker. In for Dan and the Danettes today. We got Rick Buecher coming up in a couple of minutes, breaking down game two of the NBA Finals. And look, Rob, you and I are on the same page that, that look, neither of these teams are elite. And, and they are, uh, you know, look, they've outlasted everybody. I gave you the over-under of 25 times you were going to say Fugazi uh, over the course of the show today. Yes. You're coming up on it right now. You're a 21 uh, from the beginning Fugazi, of the show. You're 21. Fugazi, 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 Fugazi. <laughs> okay, now you're a 26. All right, All right, there you go. You hit the you hit the over, even though that was kind of a it was kind of a cheap way to hit the over. No, it wasn't because it the again. NBA Finals is Fugazi. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. It's supposed to be the Brooklyn Nets and the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. That's what it was supposed to be. Well, we almost got it, but the Nets couldn't stay healthy, and Kawhi couldn't stay. Out. That's kind of what the playoffs have right. been. It's been everybody's getting hurt. But I, I do have to say, even though this is the case. It's really impressive to see Phoenix grinding through these games the way they are because they're not playing their best games, right? We, we've seen them play their best games when they're scoring 130 points and Chris Paul's 27-9 and nine and Devin Booker's got 33 and Aiton is 21-12, and 12, but they are finding a way to grind, and that's sometimes what championship teams do. Like not every NBA playoffs is created equal. It's not every, hey, we're going to watch a team just outscore everybody all the way through. Sometimes it's a grind, and it's impressive to see the Suns grind the way they are because they are finding a way to make the plays that the Bucks aren't, and they've clearly been the best team in the playoffs so far. So that part of it for the Suns to me is really impressive. No, I get it. I mean, it's not like they came out of nowhere. They're the second-best record in the West. I'll give them all of that. But I just remember it's hard for me to, like, really be all the way in, like, Oh, this is all about the Suns. I, I don't think it's all about the Suns. I think it's all about what's happened to the other teams around them. If if I remember correctly, and Jason, stop me if I'm wrong, most people, <clears throat> especially on this radio network, after the Lakers won game three and were up two to one, thought they were in control of the series and had a clear path to the NBA Finals. Am I right or wrong? Yes, correct. That's That's what people thought. And then AD got hurt in, in game four, and it changed everything. And, and while uh, Jokic did a great job in Denver, you know, when Jamal Murray got hurt, they kept winning or whatever, it caught up to him eventually. You can't lose a player like Jamal Murray and expect for everything to keep going and you're going to get to the Western Conference Finals, no problem. Okay, so we know that. And then even the Clippers. I mean, I, I, stop me. If you think if Kawhi Leonard was healthy, do the Clippers beat the Suns? No doubt about it. I I, I don't I, I don't I won't even blink an eye to think that they, that the Clippers would have beaten them. If you remember, there were two games there where they could have won. You remember Paul George missed two free throws, and then they lost one at the buzzer where Aiden had a you know a, a dunk at at the end. You know with no time left. Those that could have turned the whole series around, and if Kawhi was there, so I, I get it. Devin Booker's been fantastic. Aiden's been fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Paul has come up big. We saw it with the big forty-one points in Game Six against the Clippers to close them out. He's had the big Game One in the NBA Finals. He's played well, and I'm not taking anything away from them, but I just still feel like their success has a lot to do with other people's injuries more so than just being Phoenix. And now they're in a situation where, you know, they've gotten those opportunities and now they've made the best of them. Obviously, they're halfway home. It's not over, but they're halfway there. And Phoenix has been around 52 years and has never won a championship. And remember, they had Charles Barkley. They didn't win in 1993. 
the last time they've been there. And here they are, Jason, on the cusp of finally winning a championship for that franchise. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech to their five-star sales, service, and financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans are built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. So go the extra mile by taking that all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Our next step is to welcome in via the hotline, Fox Sports 1 NBA insider extraordinaire. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. It is Rick Buecher who's got a big podcast out that says, last night Giannis was enough. He just didn't have enough. Rick, welcome inside, man. How you doing? What's up, Thank Rick? Thank you, gentlemen. How are you, Rob? Good. Doing good. I'm good. We're better than the Bucks today, that's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure <laughs> when it comes to the series. Uh, but if the Phoenix Suns keep going down the way they have with Dario Saric in game one and Torrey Craig in, in game two, we'll see where he is going forward. Um, uh, the, the advantage that the Suns have as far as depth is concerned uh, can shift a little bit. And so we'll see. I, I, it's, it's, if I hadn't seen this before from the Bucks then I would feel more troubled about whether we're going to get an interesting series or not. But I still believe that we are because I still believe that the Bucks have not come close to showing us their best hand. Thank you. Rick Buecher is on the Rob Parker page of positivity. <laughs> well, I've been getting ripped. I, I, yes. I've been getting yes. ripped all morning because I'm, I'm with you, Rick. I saw this movie against Brooklyn. They got run out of the building by 39 and somehow they won that game three, you know, down the stretch, and they won that and turned things around. And if I, and if Drew Holiday and 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 Chris Middleton played decent or regular, and they were down 0-2, maybe I would feel different. Giannis looks great, and if those guys give them anything at home, we could be two-two and have a real series. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm right there with you. Although I will say this about Rob, you 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 really took away. Uh, you, you kept saying, I, I don't want to take anything away from the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> right. <laughs> you kind of took a lot away from the Phoenix Suns. Okay? I, I, can't, I can't help you're, it, Rick. You're, I think, you're, I think you're they're like, Fugazi. Like, you know they've, they've been great, but you, you know what? They, they haven't played everybody, and they've been hurt, and the opposition's been hurt, and I'm not going to take anything away from the Phoenix Suns. I, 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 the Phoenix Suns... <laughs> deserve to win both games in this series so far. They were better coached. They played better. They played harder. They deserve to win. I just don't know how much better the Phoenix Suns can play, and I know the Milwaukee Bucks can play much better. And everybody is killing Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton for what they did offensively. Uh, Drew Holiday shooting seven for 21, Middleton only having 11 points. The game was not lost at the offensive end. They scored 108 points. They averaged 109 in the, in the postseason. They shoot 45% on average in playoff games. They shot 45%. Where they lost the game is the Phoenix Suns went 20 for 40 from three-point range. They, they shot – that's, that's uh, what, at least eight more threes per game than Phoenix normally hits, in a, again, in a playoff game, and way above what their shooting percentage is. That, for me, is just a matter of effort. And uh, I, I, my trouble my, – the reason that I'm questioning whether – if there's any question in my head as to whether Milwaukee can come back – is that they have to make some specific uh, adjustments. And Mike Budenholzer has just been really, really slow to make adjustments. He, he made one, which I thought was a, a great one, in, in taking P.J. Tucker off of uh, Chris Paul. I'm not sure why he ever had him there in the first place. Drew Holiday did a nice job defensively. It doesn't look like it because of what Chris Paul shot, but he was not the same playmaker. Eight assists, six turnovers. They had to play through Devin Booker a lot. Where the game was really lost is the fact that Chris Middleton, one, was terrible defensively. You want to know why Mikal Bridges had a, a career-high 27 points? Look no farther than Middleton, who was on him most of the game. And P.J. Tucker, 
I just don't understand why he's playing 35 minutes a game when he's giving you one defensive rebound. And Bobby Portis comes in and gives you an energetic four, um, nearly five minutes, and that's all he gets. I'm perplexed by the personnel decisions that Budenholzer is making. But I think if they look at the tape, they will see, you know what, PJ, you've served us well. You're a big reason that we're here. But this this series ain't for you, bud. We we need to go with someone who's a little quicker, uh, a little more agile, and a little more of an offensive threat. And that would be Bobby Portis. You know the thing is, Rick, and why why I'm 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 uh, bullish on the or bearish on the uh, on the Bucks' chances of coming back is that I get all of this, but it's two nothing. It's not best of twenty five. It's best of seven, and it's already two zip. And I still feel like the Bucks are a team that are trying to figure out who they are. Right, the Suns at least know who they are, what they want to do, and they execute it. They've been grinding through this, and I feel like yeah. the Bucks are are still trying to go. What do we want to do? They play big in the first quarter, and you know they, they they're inside and they're doing what they should be doing, and they have the lead, and then they just start shooting right. all kinds of crazy threes in the second quarter, and then it's clear out, let Giannis do his thing in the third quarter. I mean, they're still trying to figure out what that formula is, and they're going to run out of games. Yeah, no, I give you, I give you that, but two zero is not the end of the world. Going home, I mean, maybe right. if it was 2-0 and you're now going on the road, I'd lean a little more in that direction. But 2-0 and going home, and the fact that we've seen them figure themselves out through the course of a series and then be successful is what, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not bagging on your position that it looks like the Suns are the better team and that, this may not be a long series. I just, I understand why anybody would look would see it that way. I just look at the Bucks and think that their ability to play much better and change the, uh, what has caused them to lose is within their grasp. Because to your point, like when you saw them in the first quarter or you saw them in the third quarter, there are times where they play for stretches and you go, Oh wow! They like they have things that the Suns don't have an answer for. They don't have an answer for Giannis Antetokounmpo when he plays uh, poised and gets into the paint and 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 approaches the game offensively the way he did in Game Two. Uh, there, so I, I just look at some of the things that they have and like defending the three better. Uh, giving multiple efforts defensively, that's well within their realm. And they lost to a team that I would say is, I think we can all say, the Atlanta Hawks, inferior to the Phoenix Suns. Are we comfortable saying that? Yes. Okay. Okay. We, we saw the Atlanta Hawks run them with Giannis, right? Uh, and you're like, well, what, what the hell? What's, what's, what's up with the... What's up with the Bucks? And then they turned around and they just played more disciplined defense and were more specific about let's go to let's only play to our strengths on offense. And they flipped the thing entirely around without without Giannis. And I just that's the other part for me is I saw for the first time in game two the Giannis that I've been waiting to see. His numbers have always been good. I've never seen him basically grab that his team by the scruff of the neck and say, I'm going to go get this. I'm going to go get this with my mid-range shot. I'm going to go get this by getting myself to the free throw line. I don't care how well I'm shooting or not shooting. I am going to punish the other team, particularly if they play small. I saw a different Giannis in game two than other than maybe in the regular season when I saw him go toe-to-toe with, with Kevin Durant uh, against the Nets, I haven't seen this Giannis. So the bar is set in a different place. And if we continue to see this Giannis and the rest of the Bucks decide to come along for the ride, then I still think that this could be a really interesting series. Sounds like a smart NBA guy right there, Rick Buecher. I've been trying to tell Jason Smith. Rick, how long have you been covering the league? Because I've been doing this since 1987. 
I you've been doing it longer than me. I my first so this is a little bit of full circle. The first NBA finals that I ever covered, I came in on a high note, brother. I covered Bulls Suns 93. Wow. Jordan, I was there. Jordan, I was the- yeah, Jordan versus Barkley. That was Jordan with all of the gambling issues. Right. Barkley the Pied Piper, the triple overtime in Chicago Stadium. Going down to the locker room, Hannah Storm walks in. She's just been engaged. She shows off her 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 ring to Charles and says, "What do you think?" And Charles says, "Damn, Hannah, that's the biggest piece of zirconium I've ever seen." <laughs> and she turns on her heel and walks right back out. That that finals had everything. That's that was so my inter- that was my introduction to the NBA, and it's why I've loved it ever since. It, that is amazing, and 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 Rick, I don't know when. So ninety three, but when I started in uh, eighty seven, and I was covering the New Jersey Nets, we used to fly commercial with the players. I don't oh, know yeah. you were were you a part of that? Were they still doing no, it? No, 90- no, they they had they had moved on by by then. By then, yeah, still, you're right. Because because I think like eighty nine ninety is when uh, the piss weren't the pistons the pistons, the pistons got the yeah. first the private first, plane yep you're they right got the first private plane and I think everybody after that kind of kind of went that direction so can, can you yeah, imagine no. me sitting next to Sam Bowie who's seven oh, foot tall in coach yeah. on a flight and back yeah. then you used to have to get on flights the first flight out of every city so we would yep. be on six a.m. flights it was yep. unbelievable. On yep. the plane with the referees, with the team, the whole and the reporters, it was it was something uh, back then. The the players hanging out at the carousel waiting for their bags to come off the plane. Yes. Like, oh my God, that it was <laughs> that was too much. I saw I saw Ronnie Cycli uh, one time uh, sitting in a middle seat in coach. <laughs> Funniest thing I've ever seen. But I mean, he looked like a folding chair. And, 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 and the other thing, real quick, is that, you know, like, whoever sat in first class, it went by seniority, not by stardom. Yep. So if yep. you were, like, yep. a journeyman who played 10 years, you were oh, in yeah. first class, and the guy who they just drafted with the first overall pick is sitting in coach. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. That, 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 you know, here's the thing is, and I'm, I'm thinking that as I watch, you know, the coverage uh, today – is that what what's been lost is the that connection and that understanding and something I'm, I'm I'm planning to talk about on on one of my future podcasts is that I wonder for all of the access that we have to NBA players today are they still relatable and do we still have a feel for them as people in the same way and I was thinking about that as as I'm looking at photos of James Harden at the, at the fashion uh, shows in, in Paris. Right. And I'm thinking, like, does the average fan, because I'm thinking about the ratings too, I'm like, does the average fan really connect with this? Like, I'm not taking anything away from the players and taking advantage of all their various things. And, yes, they have social media to interact, but you don't get – I just don't know if you get a feel for the who they are as as people and the ability to tell the stories of who they are as people. Because I'll challenge both of you over the last year, and this is part of this is the pandemic, obviously. But what in depth feature have you read? What story have you read about a player over the last year, or maybe even two years? that changed your perspective of who they are as a person, that made you feel like, oh, you know what, I, I, I understand them better as a person now. I don't think that the back and forth of a Kevin Durant on social media, yeah, it feels intimate, it feels like I'm getting the real Kevin Durant, but then we're all going to jump to conclusions as to what, you know, what lyric he's quoting at any given time and who he's going after and what it means. I just... I feel like something is lost there as a result of the lack of uh, access and connection between uh, media members and 
and the players and the teams. And, and I, and I, and I understand in some ways why it's, it's gone away because it, to your point, like when you were traveling with guys, when you covered guys and when you had to be in the locker room every day, like you had to be about it all the time and you were going to hear about it if you didn't get it right. And you made sure you got it right. Now it's all about like, you're going to take a shot at this guy Spot and on. never in the locker room, Spot never have on. to address yeah. it, never have to face it. So no. I just, uh, I think there's been, I think there's been something lost and you just, you know, you took me down memory lane and, and there we and go. I, and I miss those days, brother. <laughs> no doubt. No Great doubt. stuff as always from Rick Buecher. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher, the book rebound with Brian Grant available. Pick hey, it Rick up. It's Buecher. an awesome read. Real quick, do you wear white yeah. pants in the summer, white jeans? <laughs> Jason said I can't wear these white jeans to Atlanta this weekend. Is white jeans, are they out of style? Is it Labor Day? No. Oh, you're good. There you God. go. Whoa. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Rick, thank you as always. <laughs> I don't thank you for that, but thank you as always for stopping by. Have a great one, my friend. <laughs> you got it, guys. Uh, we got more NBA coming up next. We finish in style. You want to know how hardcore Suns fans are? Do we have a story for you? That's next, Fox. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or Rent Frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today. And now that summer's in full swing, take advantage of it with a Traeger wood pellet grill offering real wood-fired flavor and set-it-and-forget-it convenience. Traeger offers the perfect way to cook all summer. Grab one at your local dealer or visit TraegerGrills.com slash DPShow. That's TraegerGrills.com slash DPShow to learn more. Well, Rob, you want to know how intense and hardcore Phoenix Suns fans are. This is from the game last night. They do a a segment during the games in the arena called Show Off Your Shoe. And this is where, you know, fans show their shoes and and, uh, all the great sneakers and someone votes and there's a winner and they win a prize. The guy who won last night won because he took off his prosthetic leg and held it up with the shoe on the bottom. And he wound up winning. Dude took his prosthetic leg off because he wanted to win show off your well, shoe. Well, you know what? He had a leg up on the competition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been waiting all day just to run that line? You've been no, waiting I all day have. for that. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> now, Very there is, nice. There, there, is, there is hardcore. And then there's I'm going to take off my prosthetic leg and hold it up and wave and go, yeah, I'm going to win this competition. That is pretty funny, my man. Always a pleasure hanging out with you, Jason Smith. Oh, you as well. You can get to Rob on Twitter at Rob Parker FS1. I'm on Twitter at How About a Fresca. Have a wonderful weekend. Colin Coward's coming up next on The Herd. This is Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits. LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.